Reaching the New York Times bestseller list is a huge achievement and major aspiration of most authors, but it's certainly no accident. To get there, you have to be doing something right. What that is, I intend to find out. I'm Graham Cochran, and in each episode of How to Become a New York Times Bestselling Author, I'm having conversations with some of my personal favorite authors, all of whom have reached the pinnacle, as I seek to learn what steps they took and what strategies they implemented in order to get their book to the top of the writing world, and more importantly, get their message out to the most people possible. And to that end, if you'd like to support me in my author journey, please consider pre-ordering my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, available now at bookstores everywhere, including amazon.com. And if you pre-order today and take your receipt to grahamcochran.com slash book, I'm giving away over $100 worth of bonuses just for signing up there, including the first two chapters of the book that you can start reading instantly. Now, today's guest is Jeff Walker, author of the New York Times bestselling book, Launch. He's also what I would call the godfather of online business. If you've done any kind of online marketing or seen anybody launch any kind of digital product, online course, membership, or mastermind, you've probably seen his work. Jeff lives in Durango, Colorado, where he pursues his passion for all kinds of outdoor fun. He lives with his wife, Mary, and their dog, Jenny. And even though the children are out of the house, Jeff still has lots of adventures with them, especially on skis and mountain bikes. You can follow Jeff on his blog at jeffwalker.com and get free training and marketing and launches at productlaunchformula.com. Now, Jeff and I sat down recently, and in our conversation, he shared how his $20 book launch has led to the majority of his $40,000 a year mastermind students. Why he didn't initially hit the New York Times bestseller list on launch week, even though he sold more copies than other books on the list that week. And what he did the following week to actually hit the New York Times bestseller list. How his book fits in the larger ecosystem of his course sales, memberships, and high-end coaching. And Jeff shares why he thinks his superpower is just not getting bored and how that has led to so much impact in his students' lives and income in his pocket. Jeff is a class act. He is super humble and kind. He's a joy to talk to. And if, again, you've done anything online with your business, selling a course or a membership, you've probably been using his strategies even if you didn't know it. Jeff's book launch is phenomenal. He has an updated, revised version that just came out in 2021. It's totally worth rebuying if you already have the first copy. And I think you're gonna really enjoy this conversation with Jeff. He is an icon to me, and in many ways, someone I hope to emulate as my life and my career move forward. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Jeff Walker. Okay, Jeff. I, I've got you on the line. I've been excited for this. Um, you, I call you the godfather of, of online marketing and online business um, because you, you were doing it in an age when I don't think people were, knew how to get on the internet. <laughs> they were using AOL to get on the internet. So you've been doing this a long time. Um, we're not going to talk a ton about like launching and online courses, although I, I would love to just talk to you for hours about that. Um, but, but your book. And so I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have. Um, but I wanted to start, there is a chapter in launch, um, chapter two, where the title is 
food stamps to, from food stamps to six figures. Um, I, when I read that chapter years and years ago, that hit home to me because that's, that's my story. Um, you know, we, this, my business was born out of necessity. I didn't know what to do. Somewhat similar to your story. I needed to find a way to make a living and I didn't know you existed. I didn't know there was a, a method that existed, but living on food stamps and trying to figure my way through the dark to start a business. But I love in that chapter, you, you parallel or you tell a story of one of your students, John, um, but you, you lead really well into what you're known for the product launch formula that we've all copied and all have used. And I try to always give you credit for it because I didn't invent it, but your way of doing it makes so much sense. But you have this line that explains what the product launch formula is. It's a system to get your target market so engaged with your product or business that they almost beg you to sell it to them. And this all happens before you even release the product. So I, I know we're going to get into the book, but how did you figure this out? And, and how did you realize this was something you needed to do the pre-launch engagement stuff before the pitch? Well, Graham, it, it, I, I wish I could claim that I, I had some plan or I knew what I was doing. But when I started this, which was in the late 90s or mid 90s, I, it was desperation for me. I was a stay-at-home dad, couple small kids at home. My wife was supporting the family, but it was a one-income family, and we didn't have it, it, we weren't on food stamps, but it was desperate, or not desperate, but it, times were very tight, and I just wanted to try to make some money. And I had started publishing a newsletter, a free email newsletter about the stock market because that was something I had a passion about, and it was something I could write about, and I could build a following about, and at some point. This I and it's a crazy long story. I'm not going to get into, but basically, my intention was to go back to school to get a graduate degree, so I could hopefully go back and get another job, even though I'd failed in the corporate world the first time around. But I started publishing it. But at some point, I was like, maybe these folks will buy something from me. But I didn't know how to sell. I'd never sold. I'd never done. I wasn't a marketer. I had no entrepreneurial experience. And at that time, no one was teaching online marketing because online business wasn't even a thing. This was late 1996. And, and so since I was uncomfortable selling, I thought if I could just make them fall in love with me by just delivering this massive value, then I'll feel better about asking them to buy something and they'll feel better about me. That was my thinking. And I don't, I'm not saying it was accurate thinking or good thinking, but that was the, that was the start, the genesis of me developing this process of delivering amazing stuff ahead of time before you ask for the sale. And the, you know, the first launch did $1,650, which was, you know, some, everyone's got a different frame on money. And for some that's like, whatever, for me, I was just about doing backflips. It was I was yeah. so excited about it, but I also had this thought that if I did this once, I could do it again and again and again. And then I did that. I did it again and again, and they, they got better. And I just started tweaking things and adding things throughout. And I did that for eight years, all about the stock market. And then at some point, I went out to a marketing conference and realized other people were not doing this, what I was doing. And... And they started asking me to help them, and I started helping them. And then I published the first version of my product launch formula. 
And an interesting thing happened, Graham, is I went from being someone who knew 10 or 20% more than anyone else because I've been doing this for, for years. But once I started teaching it, I had to get better at it. Mm. And then I all of a sudden had these students having all the success and they were coming back to me and telling me about their success. And so I went from someone who knew 10% more to someone who knew 100% more or 1,000% more because I had all these people, like you mentioned, John Gallagher, the food stamps to six figures. Well, the updated version of my book now, it's it's food stamps to seven figures because he's built a million-dollar business. And he's now become a dear friend. That, that, that chapter two was written about John, and I think that was about, 2006 or so when he did his launch. But when you do your first launch, it's never your last launch. And he's continued to do it over and over and over. And he's become a dear friend of mine. Um, we've got a lot of common interests and we text back and forth. He's in my mastermind. And, but yeah, it's just, it was, it, it all looks like this grand plan, but it was just pure desperation and having these instincts to do something that I think was very counter to what normal sales and marketing was at the time. It was it was ridiculous. No one published a free newsletter back then. I mean, it, it just wasn't something that happened. And, and that's not entirely accurate because email newsletters were starting to happen then, but no one was publishing like a real high quality, something about a high, uh, a high dollar niche like stock market. Yeah. So, but it just, it worked. And I think what it ended up is that the whole approach, which is delivering massive value ahead of time before you ask for that sale. And value, so they have value whether they buy from you or not. Yeah. I think that was revolutionary in the 90s and the early 2000s, but it's sort of been the way the world has shifted, right? It's, it's like yeah. there, we hear so much about authenticity and integrity and, and, um, and community and cooperations these days that sort of all ties into what I guess I was just I was ahead of the curve on that piece more than anything and it's just become well it's the way people launch now yeah oh it's incredible I love it um I love what you said that it, you if you could find a way for them to fall in love with you maybe they they would buy from you and I think that's a brilliant way to think about it I think we buy from brands we love that's why Apple fanatics or Apple fanatics or Tesla fanatics or Tesla fanatics, like they fall in love with a brand or a product and they just, they want to throw their money at it. Um, but you, you had a lot of good intuition. I love the story. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested obviously in this, on this show, this, this, this little diatribe I'm doing uh, as I'm beginning into my entre my, my author journey. Um, I, I feel uncomfortable. It's new. I'm grateful to have learned from people to even coach me into, you know, creating a, a proposal and getting an agent and shopping it around to publishers. And I was lucky that someone even took a chance on me because a lot of the big publishers said no. Uh, and then to get a book deal and to try to write a book, this is all scary and new to me because I, you know, I thought it'd be easy because I do content, but it feels, you know, something new and fresh. But for you, as I'm trying to learn from people like you, my question is why write a book? You know, you've, you've, you've built a business in, in your niche back then in the stock market which I loved how you described why doing it because it's something you had a passion about, something you could write about and something that uh, you could help people with. And it all, that all makes sense. But why, when you developed the product launch formula and you fell into another niche, another thing you're passionate about, another thing you could help people with and talk about, and you have the course and the course is a staple product of yours, why a book? Why a $15, $20 
book. What, what was the genesis of that idea? So this is, this goes way back. So the product launch formula, the course I first came out with in 2005 and, you know, I've continually updated it since then. So somewhere around 2011 or so, you know, the idea I, I had, a I had sort of a colleague who wrote a book and it became a bestseller. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, that guy doesn't, he doesn't even write very well. He doesn't really, <laughs> it's just really not that good a book. It's not that great a topic. Um, but he used his marketing chops to drive it to the top of the list and actually the New York times list. And this is way back, um, 2010 or something. And, and then around that time I was hanging out with my friend, Brendan Burchard and he had several books out at the time. He's like, you got to do this. You got to put out, a, you got to put out a book. And so I had a few different thoughts going through my head is I, I had developed this launch process. It was literally me that developed it. And it was a, it was a game changer. And like you said, everyone in the industry is using it. And, and if you've seen someone launch in a big way, they either learn from me or they learn from someone that learned from me. So it really did trace back to me. And it wasn't like me and 1800 other guys invented it. It was, it was me. So I like at some point, Someone's going to get credit for this innovation. Mm. And since that was mine, that might as well be, I'd rather it be me than someone else who copied after me. And so I thought the book could be a sort of a way to, to, to put that stamp down that it was I love me. That. And so I guess you could call that legacy. Mm. Um, so that was one reason. The other reason was the idea that it would grow my business, that it would be able to generate leads, that people would get the book and then they would find their way to me from the book. And then the third reason was my course is not inexpensive. And I just wanted to get this work out in as many hands as possible because I know, I mean, it's just selfish. I mean, that sounds altruistically altruistic, but selfishly, the more people that are out there following me, doing, doing the work and doing the launches and getting launched, whether they do it with a $20 book or the, or, or my course, they're still going to, those stories are of my world and they're going to come back to me and people will tell that story. And in fact, I, uh, yeah, just, just to put a bow on that, yeah, in fact, please. The, this new edition, which just came out, the opening story in that, in the, in the preface to the second edition, I think I called it, was this young woman who I didn't know her at all. She just left a review on Amazon that said, I was a preschool teacher and I launched an eight-figure business. In other words, a business doing $10 million in sales. And so it's like, oh my goodness. So I, I just from her, her descri description, I tracked her down and I got on a call with her. I'm like, oh, tell me your story. And it was just a hundred percent from buying my book for whatever, $20. And she grew a business that is now, she's actually a New York Times bestseller now. And I, it, I'd be shocked if she doesn't have a TV show in the next year or two. And she's got a business that employs a whole bunch of people and does over $10 million in sales. And now she's from the $20 book. Well, that's amazing. That's awesome. And it helps, you know, it's just from a putting energy out in the world and creating good in the world. It's amazing. But also it's great for my business because she's out there posting about me on social media. She's got a huge following. Now. I think that's the, that's incredible. I, I read her story. Um, I think that's what so many uh, people in our space who do courses, who have their business, don't understand about affordable education like a book or free, there's the fear or maybe it's a scarcity mindset of why would I give out my best information for cheap or free? 
uh, won't that cannibalize sales of my courses? And it, to, to me, maybe you could speak to this. To me, that's completely missing it because you just said the opposite. It's, it is marketing for you. It's putting your name in further places. That's always benefited me, just giving out as much as I can on YouTube or a podcast or whatever for free. And now a book that will be basically what I teach in my course, but in a, a book. Um, so talk to those people that are like, oh man, if, if I had a course that I could sell like Jeff's, why would I teach it for free in a $20 book? Well, I mean, conceivably the book might cannibalize some sales. I, it, it would be silly to think that there, it doesn't, it would absolutely not cannibalize any sales whatsoever. I'm sure I've lost a sale here or there because of the book. That being said, I've made a whole bunch more sales. I know because of people that found their way through the book. I mean, I've always been a big fan. Evan Pagan was the first a good friend of mine. He's the first person I heard him heard say this, give away your best stuff, find your best stuff and give it away. The reality is people will always look to go deeper. And you know, if, 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 if simply having a book would obviate the need to, to go deeper, then there wouldn't be college, right? Because you can go buy all the college textbooks you want, but it's not the same as going to school. And the reality is, is you know, I, I do, I mean, in my, in, my, in my launches, when I do a launch, I mean, it sounds meta, but I'm teaching people how to do a launch. So I do a launch masterclass that's for free. And... I'll teach for 12 or 14 hours in that free masterclass. Of course, embedded in all that is a lot of marketing for my course. So it's not like 14 hours of course time, but it's, it's significant. I, my goal, and I think I hit it, is for it to be my free stuff to be the second best launch training in the world, where the paid course is the best. And so it's like, I just give and give and give and give. But the people that want to go deeper, that understand that the way to have real success is to go after mastery, those are the people that are going to buy from you. And someone who's going to, is, is going to be satisfied with that $20 book is not the, you know, they're, they're not the person that's going to pay you for a high-end course or for a high-end coaching program, for a high-end mastermind. So for me, it's like $20 book. Free launch masterclass, $20 book, $2,000 course, $14,000 coaching, $40,000 mastermind. And if I look at the people that have joined my mastermind since the first edition of the book came out, a majority of them learned about me through the book. So it's, um, you know, my, since that first edition, my business rapidly accelerated far more than I expected it to. Um, so, yeah, I... I think one way to think about your book, one way, and this is not in, in some ways I don't like to say this, but one way to think about it is as a, as a, as the best business card you could ever have. Mm -hmm. Now I don't like to say that because I do know a lot of people go get a book, go ghost written and put out really lousy yeah. books just so that they can show people the book, hoping to God that they never actually open it up and read it yeah. because it's a horrible book. Because I think really I think you should, if you're going to put out a book, you should put out a great book. You should put out the yeah. very best book you can. Uh, but that being said, it is a great business card. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. When you, when you wrote the book, you're thinking about legacy. You're thinking about putting, you know, making sure it's you that, that really is like 
credited for it and it's gaining traction and you feel like it makes sense. And Brendan's telling you to write a book. So do it, do what Brendan says. Uh, what were your expectations though? Like, did you think it would sell a certain number of copies? Were you trying to hit the New York times? What was like, what was going through your mind at the time? And you had a lot of friends that had done some really powerful things in, in the author space. Was that like your vision or were you like, Hey, I just want to get the book out there and, and let it be a slow burn and see what it does or, no, was I went, it a big launch? I, no, I went in with the intention of hitting the New York Times list um, in 2014. And I wasn't super attached to it, but that was the goal. That was, you know, that was the goal I wrote down in my journal. Um, actually, I was at a Tony Robbins event and, you know, I wrote down New York Times bestseller. And so that was that was the goal. Um, but it was also the goal was to to have it sell a bunch of copies um, and for it to bring in a lot of clients, um, at, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So in that process, I, I love it in that process. What would you say? Cause I know I've been talking to some amazing authors and it sounds like the New York times list, as I knew, even before I created this show is, is very, very bogus in a lot of ways to get on it. And there's so everyone's story is a little bit different in terms of how they got on it, um, which has been interesting. But what of, of the things you did, what have you found really worked for you and for your book to get you there? Yeah. Well, first of all, this was for 2014 and, and it was a different world. At least that's my understanding. Um, and I'm not, you know, the, the author that puts out a book every year. So, you know, it's like I put out that one in 14 and then I did a complete refresh and I just put it out this year. Um, and so what I learned because we did everything we seemingly did everything that we should and and we had more sales than you know a number of books on the list and we didn't hit the list and what we learned is it's it's a popularity contest you know there's 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 a couple of guys sitting in the room somewhere just looking at all the books and just picking out some random sample and um, that's what it is you know the Wall Street Journal is all about the number of sales um, New York Times is just about the popularity. And I think they looked at my book and they said, this guy is a first-time author. He's writing about marketing, so it feels scammy. Um, he's not, you know, he lives out in the mountains. He's not part of, you know, the the, the New York world. Um, you know, he's a pretty minor league publisher. Um, and, yeah, we're not going to put him on a list. So then, I, you know, it took, I'm like, okay, okay, I get it, I get it. So then we came back, and in that next week, um, we really went hard and in, in, in the marketing. And I had a, a number of people, Michael Hyatt, Brendan Burchard, Frank Kern, they, they, they were like, they heard the story. They're like, what, you didn't hit the list? That's complete BS. And then they said, we're just going to mail our entire list just out of the goodness of our heart, there's there are no you know they made not a penny, not a they had nothing in it for them except for you know we've been friends for a long time, and so they mailed and we mailed, and we you know I think a lot of our our PLF product launch formula owners got behind it in whatever way they could, and we came back in that next week and and doubled our numbers from the prior week, and then all of a sudden boom we're on the list. So I, I think they saw that initial pop and they're like they didn't believe it. They thought, mm. because, you know, there's people that have hit the list just by buying, ten, you know, ten or, you know, very wealthy people um, that are heads of big corporations, um, 
have just bought like copies for every one of their employees and had that, you know, and so I think there's a lot of that that goes on. And, um, and not just, I'm not making any judgments at all about it. You know, it's just, yeah, but there's a lot of that goes on that went, that goes on and has gone on and did go on. And, but when we came back and double up our sales in the next week, or maybe yeah, more than doubled, then I think it convinced them that it was real. So, at that, that point, we hit we hit it. We hit we debuted at number one on the New York Times. So that's but, incredible. Yeah. So it was it was, it was cool. It, I mean, I got the I got the word. It was exciting. I was truly um, after we didn't make it. I was like, okay, well, that's a little bit of a kick in the teeth because we really sold a bunch of books, and you know, I thought I thought we had a pretty good shot at it. And but I was really feeling bad for my team because mm. you know in my business. I'm used to big ups and big big downs. That just comes with the territory, especially when you're doing, you know, the, the kind of launches we do, and you have to do the kind of live events we do. You know, I'm used to huge adrenaline rushes, and then sometimes you crash after that. So I'm used to going for big things, and sometimes you get them, and sometimes you don't. My and I've been doing that for years now, and but I'm my team isn't necessary. I felt bad for them because they they work just as hard as I did. You know, they didn't write the book, but they worked just as hard as I did on, the, on that marketing campaign, and I felt really bad for them. So it was really nice when we did hit that list. They were they were pretty stoked. Talk about the power of, of an email list and then friends with an email list. I mean, kind of shoving it to the, the, the publishing world or the you know, physical publishing world. They're like, hey, email addresses is where it's at. We can. And going back to your first point, you have built a following of people who who genuinely love you and the content you put. There's so much reciprocity out there. You put so much into their world that of course they want to buy your book. So I, I think that's a wonderful testament to the online business model of cultivating a loyal audience of, of people that buy into what you do. Absolutely. There, you know, there's some folks that, that think that like emails, like that was, that was, that was something you did 10 years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's all social now. It's all, it's all social media. Forget about that email stuff. And the people that believe that are the people that don't have an email list. Yeah. And the people that have an engaged email list, they wouldn't trade it for any number of followers on Instagram. Uh, Yeah, the only people that doubt the power of email are the people that have never pushed the send button and see instant sales, instant clicks, instant momentum from that email list. Yep. No, you're 100% right. I have a whole chapter in the the book that I wrote where it was strange knowing that I'm writing it for a, potentially an audience that doesn't know me and know my content and is just picking up a, hopefully a, a book at, you know, Amazon or Barnes and Noble that seems like an approachable business book. And I'm having to convince them that email isn't so 1999, you know, and, and, and I'm always having to do that on, in my content, but it isn't, it, that is an interesting thing because people think it's antiquated. They, they tune you out the moment you say it. And I, and I, we know that it's, the thing they need the most to, to sustain their business. And so I always feel like I have to be like, I'm the crotchety old guy telling them to, you know, you need an email list, but it, that was an interesting task to try to write that right. into a chapter that didn't seem like I'm, I'm waving my finger at them. You got to believe me. Email is the, where the gold yeah. is, but it's true. Like, like I said, the only people that, that, that question the power of email are the people that don't have email lists. It, there is not a single person out there with an email list. that's like, 
Uh, I'm going to go build up my Insta following. I mean, which isn't to say you shouldn't be building up your Insta following or wherever your social media platform of choice is. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, Graham, you said something interesting because when my, when that book came out in 2014, it was the first time in my life that someone was selling something for me besides me. You know, you just mentioned that idea of people buying this book and not having a relationship and not knowing you. That It is crazy because up until June 2014 when I released that book, every single sale I'd ever made in my life for was, was, was me selling my own stuff. And now all of a sudden, like Amazon selling it, Barnes Noble, the local bookstores got copies. It's like other people are selling my stuff, which is an amazing thing because at the end of the day for – Almost every author, it, the financial rewards that come to you are not the royalties you make from your book, because it, it's just you're going to make a dollar or two dollars off your book, and and you know most very few books sell even ten thousand copies. So like if we just do the math, let's just say you knock it out of the park and sell ten thousand copies, and and Grandma, I hope I don't like bum out all of the would be authors watching this. But most very, very, very few books sell 10,000 copies. But let's say you crush it, you sell 10,000 copies. And now your royalties, I don't know. I mean, I think typical royalties, I, I, I'm because of who I am, I get bigger than typical. But typical royalties might be 10 or 12%. That's 10 or 12% of the wholesale price with your typical book contract. And correct, this is all old data I've got, so correct me if I'm wrong. But if we just say a book is $20 and the wholesale price would be um, 40% off of that, so that would make it $14 and you're getting 10%. That's $1.40 you make per book. But let's just say you've got a great deal and you make $2 per book and you crush it and sell 10,000 copies. You now have made $20,000 in royalties and you spend two years of your life writing that book. <laughs> it, it's just not, doesn't make, there's, Unless you're J.K. Rowling, you know, you just right. hit it out of the park, usually with fiction. There's just no way one book is going to make a living for you. But one book that drives people into your business can do amazing things for you. Absolutely. I love that perspective. And it's true. And that's this is some of the stuff we've been talking about on this show is is the, the numbers and the realities of it. And I'm, what I'm you know, I'm, I'm writing this book not to make money off the book. Um, I have a lot of reasons, but, but one of those is what you've touched on. It's part of an ecosystem. It's maybe though, speak to another one, which is, do you feel like you were legitimized in a different way by having a physical book that's for sale, you know, hitting the list? But even if you didn't hit the list, like being a, a published author and being able to say, oh, he wrote the book launch as opposed to he's some guy on the internet that has th this online course, which is less and less weird now, but it's still weird today to a lot of people. Right. I do think that, uh, yes, I think there is some legitimacy. People, uh, the, the, the great unwashed masses throughout the world, you know, you can just tell them you're an author and you have a book and that makes a big impact. I do know, I'm going to drop a name here. Um, I, I generally try to avoid this, but I do know at one point I was um, introduced to Richard Branson and oh. a, a dear friend of mine who knows him as a, as a friend of his introduced us. But when he introduced me, he didn't say, you know, he created product launch formula. He's like one of the top online marketing trainers, online entrepreneurship. He said, he's, yeah, he's 
got he's a number, number one New York Times bestselling author. So for you know, in some situations, yes, it it it's 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 there's a nice merit badge to have. Well, that makes sense, and I, I know Tim Ferriss always loved in his book the Four Hour Work Week that once he wrote the book and it published. Like he now had something he could tell people that was easier for them to understand what he did for a living. He's like, oh, I'm an author. Oh, okay. That, I right. understand that. Like right. my, my wife's grandmother, for the 12 years I've been an online business owner, she doesn't understand what I do. And every Christmas, she'll try to ask me again, okay, Graham, um, I know I've asked you this before. Can you explain again what it is you do? And I, I try different ways and she just gives up. And then when she heard that I was writing a book, she was so excited for me because she understood that. She's like, I'm so proud of you. You're going to be an author. That makes sense. And so I'm like, all right, and I'm glad you understand what I do. And that's all that matters. I'm writing a well, book. Sure. Well, bless her heart for even asking you because I've got <laughs> lots and lots of relatives who've never even asked me. They're just, they don't have a clue and they're better off not knowing it seems like. So, yeah. Oh man. Well, okay. So tell me then why, why the update to the book and, th and I'm, I'm I have thoughts about why it might be, but I wondered about that with a book that's about something so technical and on the internet, did you feel pressure that all oh, this book's going to get outdated quickly or did, did that, did you have that feeling from day one or was it, you know, I know it, some things might get outdated, but the, the principles work and they'll work forever. And then I don't intend to do an update, but, and then it just, people asked you for it or it came later. How did you know? And when did you know you wanted to do the update? Uh, you know, I think, it's most so first of all it's um it is it's timeless the 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 process is timeless and it's going to continue to work that's my deep-seated feeling that's my experience that's what i see among all my students however the perception i know there's a perception out there that 2014 is is the dark ages that it can't possibly still because I think that's for all books. People think a book seven years old is just too old, but also, especially for online marketing and online business, I think the perception is it's got to be brand new. Um, you know, the reality is I think that people will be able to get value from from this book for 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 very decades, in my opinion, uh, because I know, like, I study. I once I got into deep into this world, I started because there was no training about online marketing. I went and studied the classics of direct marketing. And, you know, a lot of these books you see back here are books about, you know, the 1920s and 1930s and 1940s and the marketing they did back then. And that's how I've never really talked about this, I don't think. But my real success was I took the direct marketing principles, the old school principles from the 20s, 30s and 40s, the 1920s, 30s and 40s. And I updated or I took the core strategies and I brought them online. Mm. And, and so I know that the, you just have to adapt the, the, the strategies endure. So I knew the book was, didn't necessarily need updating, but that people that, but there was a perception that it did. And there, there were genuinely new advances. Like, you know, there's new chapters. There, there's actually, the book's got 100, it's, it's 100 pages longer. Um, it's got new chapters. It's got three new chapters and two other chapters with major rewrites. Uh, like list building has changed. Um, the, the physical, how you build it. The you, how you use an email list in conjunction with social media. It, it, that really wasn't there in 14, or at least it wasn't on my radar in 14. 
Yeah. Um, using paid traffic was a thing in 14, but not at the level it is now. So went deep into using paid traffic, hot, you know, warm traffic and cold traffic in your launches. And then live launches. It's been some of a game changer. Um, in other words, using live broadcasts within your launch. Uh, so those are all new chapters. One big evolution was the whole open cart. So we have this pre-launch phase where you get people stoked about the product mm-hmm. before they can buy it. And then you have your open cart period where that's when people can actually buy the product. And an open cart has become, was in the let's the old days, not that long ago, but a few years ago, that was like the, the pre, it was all about the pre-launch and then the, the open cart was sort of like an afterthought. But that's really become the star of the show these days. So that there were things, a lot of tactical stuff that changed, new tools. And, and so, and then frankly, Hey, Reed Tracy is the Hay House, uh, is the ha- the CEO of Hay House Publishing, and Reed has been in my mastermind for a long time. Um, like he's a paying member of my mastermind, which just blows me away because he's one of the most mm-hmm. amazing humans I know. And he's like Jeff, whenever you're ready, you know, I, I, <laughs> you just bring it over to Hay House, and they did. And and um, you know, working with them. It's been amazing. My my first publisher was great, but it was um, they weren't in the league where Hay House was in terms of their author support. And so it's a more tightly written book. It's more it's better, you know, more tightly edited, and um, it's just better in every way. So I'm I'm pretty stoked about it. That's awesome. Kudos to you for doing the rewrite. I know that's a lot of work. It's not just a slapping a new cover. I already frankly, book. I thought I was going to be. A, I really did. I thought I'm just going to like. Knock out one quick, two two quick chapters, and just you know, a one week of working hard on this thing. <laughs> I, I really thought of, I wanted it to be that way. Oh, I just wanted oh. it to be that way. No, <laughs> it, it was not. It's oh, it was a lot of work. Oh, oh. disappointing. But, but I'm sure we all benefit, though, right? We all benefit. <laughs> And you don't do anything halfway. You're, that's one thing I, I admire about you, Jeff. Um, is uh, focus in your product line, focus in your messaging. Um, I can imagine, maybe it's a personality thing, so maybe you don't feel this way, but I could imagine seeing so many of my students over time, you could be like, I want to do all these different things. I know you've expanded your product line. It's not just the course, but you've stayed very consistent in terms of what you're known for, what your niche is, where you can help people at a really deep level. Uh, And some people just struggle with that. They, They want to launch a bajillion things and, and they really dilute their efforts. But, man, here we are, and you've got the book and only making it better. So I have a lot of respect for that. Well, thanks. Yeah, I think sometimes it's like my biggest skill is that I am i don't get bored. <laughs> it's like I just <laughs> stick with it. Yeah. That's amazing, though. Most people do get bored, and it is their biggest weakness. They want something fresh, something new. Yeah, you know, it's – so first of all, Graham, I mean – it just, it works and it's worked for so many people. And I have so many people that I, I've got this community that, um, of, of my students that have just done these incredible things. And it is just the feedback I get from them on a, on a, just a, a constant basis. I just, I just opened this letter last night that I, someone mailed to me, not even a student, just been watching my free stuff. And he mailed this handwritten letter from Germany telling me about how one of my videos, one of my free videos on my YouTube channel, changed his life. And 
and helped him turn around his life in a really hard time. And it's a three-page handwritten letter. Someone whose native language is German. He's writing in English. And it's just so touching. And I just, it just, I, I, I'm a glutton for that kind of feedback. And I just get it all the time. And this work is just, you know, I mean, the people I'm helping do a launch are people who it's their first business often. It's they, they don't know. They just have something they want to share with the world and they want to create an online course or a membership site or a book. And they just, they just want to, they're, they're not business experts. They're not marketing experts. They just have a message they want to get in the world. And so often they're super positive, uplifting, empowering messages. And if, if like my job is just to stay engaged and to help those people get their work into the world. And oh, by the way, it affords me an incredible lifestyle. It allows me to build this great team. You know, it's like the greatest job in the world. You know, it's just, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. It's like, it's my life's work these days. I, I didn't see that was going to be, I mean, I didn't have a grand plan for my life. I didn't know what my life's work was going to be, but really it, it's helping people get their message out into the world in a big way. And that's a beautiful thing. And I just think to put a bow on that, your work also helps other people get their message out to other people who get their message out. And the ripple effects are just enormous. Just the list of some of your students um, who are the, the gurus to many of us, as it were, it's just, it's probably humbling to see how far it spreads out. And that's only what you can see. And there's so much that you can't see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we, like someone we mentioned already, Brenda Bouchard, um, who is, let's see, he's about, Brenda's about 12, 10, 12 years younger than me. He's, he's, he is so bright. He's so talented. He, his impact is going to exceed mine, already has exceeded mine in such a huge way. But, you know, he'd be the first one to tell you that he learned how to, all his marketing chops from me. Not, and that, that's way overstating it. He's brilliant. He studies incessantly. Um, it's, yeah. But, but yeah, he, he's, he, he, he launched. He launched because of me. And um, because of, or because of learning from me, and um, just to count him as a student, as someone, who, because the, the impact he's making and the impact his students are making is just ridiculous. I mean, this world we live in, where you know, I'm coming to you from my home, you know, that we can all create something, be, become publishers. Literally, if you can pick up a phone and you know. Open up Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. We can all be publishers, and we can all get our message out there, and it, it, and we can all benefit from that. It's just breathtaking. Just I, it, it doesn't get old for me. I love it. It is the greatest time to be an entrepreneur, or even if you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur, a messenger, someone who wants to share and build a life that it benefits them and others. Which I think coming back to what I think I love about you is just that is kind of the foundation of what you do is it's very giving first. It only works if you give immense value and you do that and you've continued to do that. And uh, I think your secret sauce though, is the consistency you continually give. And I, I, that takes, that takes loving what you do. And that takes having a, maybe a deeper purpose than just making money, which as people who 
their first purpose is to make money, find out quickly, wow, that doesn't satisfy, I need something bigger than just making more dollars. Um, you have that, it seems, and it's it's benefited so many people. So I love I love your vision. Uh, I'm excited for the new book. Everyone should check it out. The book launch, the updated version is in stores now, wherever you buy books. And we wanted to push people to productlaunchformula.com, right? Give people yeah. a chance to dive deeper with you. Right. If you So if you go to productlaunchformula.com, depending on when you see this, you'll probably just get some type of a waiting list page. But if you actually want, want to see me go through this launch process and go through one of my launch master classes, I do it once a year. Uh, the last last year we did it twice because because of COVID, because everyone's home and they needed something. But generally we do it once a year. When depending when you watch this, I, I can't or, or you know, whatever. But if you go there, you can get on the list, and you'll see you'll be able to go through my master class, and that's where I'll do my ten or twelve hours of teaching. It'll probably be twelve or fourteen hours over you know a week, a week and a half's time, and I'll try to get you to enroll in my course. But before we get there, I'll give you a huge amount of training. So I invite you to go there and check it out um, in both for the training they'll give you, but also watch watch the process because I very much, <laughs> I eat my own cookie. I, I, I follow my own process. So if you go to productlaunchformula.com. Also, um, if Graham, they can go for the book, you can get it anywhere you want any bookseller, but if you go to the launchbook.com, depending again, depending on when you go there, we'll probably have a bunch of extra bonuses for you. If you get the book. Perfect. I'll link to that below uh, in the video. The launchbook.com. Awesome. Jeff, thank you for your generosity, for your time today. Uh, this has been super helpful and encouraging. And I know people are going to love, love hearing your story. Okay. Thanks for having me on. This is a great conversation, Graham. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeff. He's a good guy, right? I really enjoyed my conversation. Super gracious. I know he's super busy, so I was grateful to have some of his time. To his point, check out the book at thelaunchbook.com. You can get a bunch of bonuses if you haven't already picked up a copy there. Or go to productlaunchformula.com if you want to know more about his launch techniques and catch up on his latest trainings there. And if you've enjoyed this episode of How to Become a New York Times Bestselling Author, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, wherever you're enjoying this content. I've got a few more episodes coming your way in this mini-series that I think you're really going to enjoy. And again, if you would consider supporting me and my author journey as I aim to hit the New York Times bestseller list myself with my debut book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, go pre-order it right now. It would mean the world to me. And maybe consider pre-ordering a couple copies for you and a friend if you want to monetize your skills, passions, and knowledge, turn it into an online business that changes the world and changes your own life. All the details are at grahamcochran.com slash book, including how to get over $100 worth of bonuses if you take your receipt there. GrahamCochran.com slash book. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And we will see you on another episode of how to become a New York Times bestselling author.